0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Next Level Outreach live at Victory Tabernacle in Tampa, Florida. My name is Larry Williams. My name is Joshua Taylor. And this is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, informing and empowering soul winners to do the work of God. And this is the same question I'm going to ask every week. When was the last time you personally won a soul? If you can't think of it, it's been too long and you ought to go out and do the work of God. Try to win a soul. Think about it this week. When can I win a soul this week? Who can I win? And God will help you. Well, we are on a uh, series right now on the soul winner and prayer. And um, it's an exciting um, series because it shows us the importance of getting a hold of God before we go out to do the work of God. Everybody who is powerfully used by God in Scripture they all had tremendous prayer lives, which is what we ought to model in our own personal life. And we're really going to do anything great for God. I heard this quote that says, don't talk to God about I mean, don't talk to men about God before you talk to God about men, which is so important for us to recognize in our own personal life that prayer is so important. And it, and it's through prayer that we'll have power to do what God has called us to do. Last week, we discussed the topic of intercession, and how important it is for us to intercede for our friends and our families and our co-workers and talk to God about these people and say and, and ask God to give you the opportunity, the open door, to go out and win them. But today, we are going to talk about passion and how important passion is in the soul winner's prayer life. Josh, why don't you talk to us about what it is, what it means to be passionate?
1: Right. So we're going to the definition of passion. And passion is a strong feeling such as anger that causes you to act in a dangerous way. Hmm. A strong feeling that causes you to act in a dangerous way. So an example I, I, I think of is a football game. Yeah, I was just thinking about Thinking about a football game and uh, the amount of for example, uh, I mean, uh, Tom Brady throws a football and he scores a touchdown to Rob Gronkowski, the tight end. That stadium lights up with passion. Mm-hmm. I mean, even quiet people, they're screaming. They're on their feet. They're high-fiving each other. I mean, they're screaming to the top of their lungs. They're so excited. They're so passionate. Um, they have such a strong emotion and a strong feeling mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, it, you can catch it just being around them. Yeah. And so uh, passion is a very important thing when it comes to prayer. And we're going to talk about how important that passion
0: can be for you. Right. And that's a and that's really good to um, to look at that example of a football game or any type of sport in general. Mm -hmm. To be honest, you look at people who go to a basketball game, a football game, um, all these things. You see how much passion people put into just cheering for somebody that's throwing a ball. Or, or, or shooting a hoop. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we ought to have that same amount of passion for God. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we can take that same energy and put it towards heaven, imagine what would happen on earth. Because everything that happens on earth is a, is a direct reflect. Anything good that happens from God is a direct reflect of prayer. Mm-hmm. And prayer is, um, is, is best when there's a lot of energy attached yeah. to it. And um, we see that in the scripture in James 5 and verse 16 says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Amen. And and that word effectual re- literally means and I learned these from uh, learned this from uh, my first lady who she says it's hot, red, hot, meaning that's red, hot prayer, meaning it's not just this, you know, oh, I just woke up or. Oh God! I'm just you know getting off of work, but it's just this 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 passionate type of prayer that gets god's mm. attention um and uh it it just shows me that the whatever posture I take towards God that's the same posture that he's gonna take towards me so if I'm lazy and I'm you know slothful and I'm just you know going through the motions, God will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But if I'm passionate and I say, you know what, I'm going to get a hold of God and God's going to answer me today. God's going to help me today. Then God loves that. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of reminds me, I'm just drawing back to the story of that widow that went to that wicked judge. She kept on knocking on this door. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I need this from you. I need this from you. And the judge just finally got sick of it. Like, fine, here, get what you need. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says, how much more your father in heaven? How much more um, the, the, your God who loves you, that wants the best for you, if the wicked judges will eventually say, okay, you can have it. How much more God? But we just want God, we just feel like God's just going to put people in our lap or God's just going to, you know, uh, just, it, it's just going to happen. But if we get serious about it, God will make it happen because of our passion in our prayer time with mm-hmm. God. Um, so we have a couple of uh, of things that we want to kind of discuss when it comes to this passionate prayer. Why don't you uh, start us off with our first point here, Josh?
1: Yeah, the first point um, is going to be Jesus, mm. the exemplified man of prayer, the exemplified uh, man uh, that we're shooting to be after. Mm-hmm. Um, here's uh, an example of Jesus praying here in Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 29 says, Jesus went up into a mountain to pray, and as he, was, as he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flashing light, flash of lightning. Mm-hmm. The appearance of his face changed when he was praying. His prayer was so passionate. Um, as many of you know, uh, think about the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane, Gethsemane mm-hmm. and He was praying there, and his passion was so great. Uh, the intensity of it was so uh, overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Uh, His Bible says his uh, face became uh, his sweat became his drops of blood and and his disciples are looking on him and and they could tell. I mean, his clothes changed. Mm -hmm. So that shows us an example of how our prayers, our passionate prayers can change things. Mm -hmm. It can change things. It can change us. Yeah. Cause us to move out. You know, Jesus really didn't instruct us to pray for the harvest. told us to pray for the laborers, which is us. Pray passionately about that. And as Jesus changed, as his, he said, you know what? Uh, Not my will, but your will be done. Mm -hmm. After he continuously, passionately kept praying because the task was so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Just like when we see the harvest field, we see uh, there are so many that are lost, billions that are lost, you know, basically like half the globe hasn't heard the gospel. We see that the harvest, man, there's a lot of work to do. But if we pray for us, we pray passionately for ourselves, laborers. Mm-hmm. We get a passion to pray earnestly. We will begin to change, and as we begin to change, God will supernaturally help us to say not our will, but your will be done, mm-hmm. and we'll get together and get the harvest.
0: And that and that's really uh instructive what you just mentioned because all prayer, when I see prayer in the Bible, it's always pre-action. So Whenever we like we see the disciples praying and they say they pray, what are they praying for? They're praying for boldness. Yes. Because they want to go out and do the work of God. But there is a lot of fear that comes attached to that, yes, especially with the way the world is now. It's not politically correct Mm -hmm. to be a Christian. You know, people will be offended if you mention Jesus. Now, it's not easy to go out and, and tell People about Jesus. It's, mm. Our country is not the same way it yeah. used to be. Where, yeah, everyone's skeptical. People are skeptical about church. Mm. People don't want to hear about Jesus. People want to put Jesus into a closet and just yeah. shut the door and lock it and just keep him there and let us do our thing. Yeah. So for anyone to say, well, I can just go out and witness, and I don't need to pray or anything like that, you're delusional. Because you're fighting. There's so much that we fight against. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness mm-hmm. and, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So we have to know how to pray and touch God before, I, before we go out and touch these people. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're coming in contact with and you don't know what you're going to deal with spiritually. So for us to not pray is it's it's really putting a disservice to ourselves and it's putting us at a disadvantage because this type of thing that we're called to do is not something that's just man. Mm. This is spirit. You're dealing with people's souls. You're wanting to see souls saved. The reason why Jesus had so much passion was because he realized that this entire everybody that's ever going to live, period, is going to be affected by what I'm going to do. That's what made him. It wasn't. It wasn't just mm-hmm. you know passion. Like oh, I'm about to go die on the cross, but I'm gonna go die on the cross so that every person who will ever live will benefit from it, right? Because they're they've fallen into sin. So it was salvation that caused his passion. Mm-hmm. So in the same sense, yeah. we should have passion to go mm-hmm. out and see people saved. Mm-hmm. It it should there should be such a David said, "Is there not a cause?" And he was in. He was acting in a dangerous way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He realized there was a need. So his passion went past his fear and caused him to go out and do what it was that God was calling him to do. Yeah. So, so, so have you ever, um, have you ever felt like you needed some more passion because the fear was so overwhelming when going out to do God's work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I could just, Say, for example, um, tonight, doing a Bible study at ACC, uh, we're doing it at the student apartments, And, um, you know, we do it like outside or we do it in the lounge, right Mm -hmm. where students are walking in and all of those things. And uh, at times it's very nerve-wracking just starting to do those things, teaching those Bible studies. It takes courage to do that. Mm -hmm. And it takes a boldness uh, because you never know what type of questions they're going to have, what the atmosphere is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, different circumstances that really happen when, uh, when in the loss. And so uh, I just kind of want to um, follow up with what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were talking about uh, what was that last part that you mentioned about um, David? Yeah, about David. And he said, "Is there not a cause? It's it spring from a salvation." Point two, his passion came from salvation. He wanted to save uh, people. Those, pe- those people. Yeah. Um, there was something coming against them. There was something. Yeah. There was a Goliath charging against them. Mm-hmm. And his passion grew so much uh, greater than his fear at that time or, or where he currently was that it caused him to say, you know what, is there not a cause? Mm-hmm. And let's go and let's make something happen, act in a dangerous way. Yeah. The Bible says this elsewhere, that perfect love out fear. casts out fear. It's a love for souls. It's a love for people. Mm-hmm. It's a love that says, "You know, I don't want to see them lost. I don't want to see them going astray. I don't want to see them as sheep without a shepherd."
0: Right. Yeah, and and that brings up uh, that that point with Jesus. He saw the multitude, and he said, um, "He, it, it, what what was the word? It said that um, moved with compassion. That he was moved with compassion." Yeah. So passion should turn into compassion, which usually you move with compassion. Right. So it's it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Compassion will cause you to move, will cause you to do something. Because usually what I've noticed is some people might be really good at prayer. like They might be able to pray, but that never turns. They may have passion, but it never turns into compassion. Yeah. So it's okay to be passionate, but let that turn into compassion for the people because when you have perfect love like you're saying you're not gonna you're not gonna let people just go go to go to hell yeah, you're not gonna let them just mm-hmm. you know end in uh and and without eternity with Christ you want to see them saved, so it's gonna cause you to wanna do something for them that's and incredible. that's um and that's really what we uh we, we're, we're striving for, and the next thing that we want to discuss is just the personal examples that we get blessed to see all the time, right here in our and we're we're, we're part of the New Life family of churches, and we have some people and, and uh, specifically some first ladies who give us great example of what it means to pray with passion. The first mm-hmm. person that we, that comes to mind is Sister Davy. Mm -hmm. Who, every time we see her praying, we know that she is pulling down strongholds. We know that souls are are being saved and delivered because of those prayers. Sister Collins, the same thing. Mm -hmm. Very passionate about prayer, which results in people getting saved. Sister Kenyatta Harris, again. The um, the the passion that comes from that we get, ex- so we're blessed here to have examples of people who we get to see them pray, and we know that God is doing something through their prayers.
1: Amen. So we're going for now now. The application for this week. So we want to charge you to ask God to give you a passion and a boldness to reach the lost this week. Ask God, help me. Paul Paul prayed this prayer, Mm -hmm. that he would have the boldness to speak the mystery of the gospel to the people. Paul Mm -hmm. even prayed for boldness. Mm -hmm. And we know how great the Apostle Paul was. And so who are we, you know? We need to pray and ask God to give us a passion, give us a boldness. Uh, I also wanted to uh, just briefly add this this point. Um, The definition of compassion, we talked about it. It's a sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. And so we need to have that in mind. We don't want to see other people suffer. We don't want to see them go to hell. We don't want to see them uh, in misfortune. We don't see them, their lives, the heartbreak, the pain that they may be going through deep inside. If mm-hmm. we can prevent that, that'll help us move our passion and prayer to compassion in our actions, and God's going to move. So we want to ask you to pray for a passion and a boldness to reach the loss.
0: Amen. And like we say every
1: week, remember, get get them to the pool and get get them to the pew. pew. God bless you.